Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 100, Science Through Motivation. I can't believe it's been 100 episodes already. This has just been so much fun, and it's been great connecting with you guys. And for those of you that have been here from the beginning, thank you so much that, that you've chose this podcast as a, as a platform uh, to improve yourself and, and to pick up on ways that you can make a positive impact in your life. And, and for those of you that are just tuning in or maybe have recently, thank you so much for, for coming in and listening. And I hope uh, that you join us along this journey in creating a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world, not just the entire world, but your, your world specifically, uh, you know, with your friends, with your family, with the people that you come in contact with on a regular basis. So thank you so much for listening. Today I have a great interview lined up for you. Today is part one and part two will be coming out on Thursday. And on Sunday I send out a little recap newsletter of everything that is going on with the the episode, what's going on behind the scenes with the positivity effect. And I'd love to send that to you. Just text the word positivity to the number 44222. You're going to get a text from me just asking for your email. So just respond back with your email and then you're going to get an email from me a little dance back and forth here. <laughs> you're going to get an email from me just asking for you to confirm that you're completely cool with me sending some stuff to your inbox. Today I have on Alex Hofeld, and he is a high school science teacher, a yoga instructor, and a CrossFit coach, and he just loves communicating through science. He will tell you these things are his riches, and if you listen to his podcast, Beautiful Dust Specs, you'll hear it in his voice, in the way that he really honestly beautifully and elegantly teaches motivation through science it's it's really a treat to listen to his show and it's it's a very interesting and refreshing way to think about self-motivation so please check out what alex is doing at beautifuldustspecs.com and help me welcome him now to the positivity effect alex welcome to the positivity effect good to be here my friend this is awesome i have a question to ask you all right i'm ready Alex, you take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. What is your choice, sir? <laughs> blue is my favorite color, but it worked out pretty cool for Neo in the end. You got to, do, got to see some pretty great stuff. So we'll go red pill. We'll go red pill. I trust, <laughs> awesome. the, I trust the creepy guy in the trench coat with the glasses, right? That's, that's a life motto. I, I, yeah, it's, I actually do have a trench coat on right now. There you go. Yeah, me, me, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Thank you so much for coming on The Positivity Effect. We, we have so much to talk about, and I just love that what you're doing, how you, how you explain it, motivation through science. And we're going to dive deeply into that. But hey, man, just just give us a little story. Tell us a little bit about how you got into even podcasting and you know your your background of being a teacher. Uh, I'd love to kind of just hear that that transition, that period. 
Yeah, man. I grew up like everyone else with a really nerdy father who was a science teacher. <laughs> I got I got raised by two teachers, two wonderful teachers, two wonderful parents. Kind of grew up in a family of of just learning. We just would always talk about things. Honestly, a lot of it came down to I had a we had a cabin up in Mount Morris, Wisconsin that was my favorite. And my dad always jokes that he never thought he I was listening. He thought it was boring, but I was always listening to what he said about the trees and the animals and nature in general. And I think a lot of times I got into science, said it was my favorite because to try and impress your dad, you know, like he was a science teacher. So I was like, okay, that's that, that's my favorite subject. And the more I got right, into it, right. it just started sticking. And yeah, and, and the more you, and it's like, like you said, the rabbit hole, the more questions you ask, the deeper you go. And, and it really starts to amaze you. And, and you can really apply science in so many ways in your life. And like you said, it could be interesting you might not, you might never actually have, like, how can you apply science for motivation, right? Oh, yeah, that's, it's, that, that that's, just, that's just the beginning of the rabbit hole. It, as you go through it and as you go deeper into your, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in bio. As you keep going into that, there, there's multiple turning points, at least two or three times I can remember where I was, I was in awe of the science. And it's just always permeated through me. And the deeper I got and the more I learned it, I realized that that's what it was doing is it was it was making me more, more motivated. And I was peeling back the layers of reality and it was just under unveiling the reality of the awesomeness all around me every day. And that's just kind of where I wanted to go with it. So you you being an, a certified adrenaline junkie as well. <laughs> a flow junkie now. That's what we call a, ourselves a, now. Flow, a flow junkie. Yes. So knowing that as well and, and the deeper you dive into science does can, do you feel like you apply that and it just gets you more excited of getting out get, you know getting outdoors and like you, you know before we got on the call we were talking about mountain biking and it sounds like you really love you just love nature you really love the outdoors oh yeah i love i love nature i love i love dynamic lifestyles like i i just realized a long time ago that there's so much the world has to offer and yeah i get in i'm into yoga i teach yoga i'm a teacher yoga instructor you know i'm a crossfit instructor i i do all these dynamic things yeah, I guess to express my biology, to express the life that's around me. And then, of course, you get out into nature and now understanding the flow states and the science and the neurotransmitters of all that is just is just understanding why I love the things that I love. But a lot of it is just pure joy, too. You know, like uh, skiing is my favorite thing to do on the planet and just speed, man. Just just finding finding that like we now know a flow state, finding that that little Zen moment of, of awesome and terror and excitement. It's that's what it's all about. It's just the dynamic, dynamic lives. It's what we try and do. So talking talking about motivation through science, right? And when we think of why people do the things that they do, you get you get more in. It's it's a lot of layers, man. I mean, it's just there that you're this machine of thirty seven trillion working parts. Not let alone your bacteria inside you. You're just this infinite mass of potential and kinetic energy. You know, fueled by sunlight, created by star debris, and it just continuously goes circles upon circles. And I think people get out of that. I think they they don't see it. A lot of it comes from your education. Being a science teacher myself, uh, teachers don't always take the time. They never taught me the feeling of science. They taught me the content. They taught me what to memorize. What to to get don't going for the test like vocab words and I saw through the layers of that mainly for my father and also for some good teachers along the way but when you see the feel of it when you start to get the understanding of it it, it allows you to under just uh, it connects you with the awesomeness that is you and through that I can only speak for myself the more awesome I get the more that makes me want to you know give it the food it needs give it the exercise it needs give it the sleep try and control the things that I can control 
because I know now through science what those things will do for me. And that'll allow me to manipulate myself to allow me to permeate awesomeness into my friends, my family, my, my day, my everything, you know, and we, we look at how people do what they do. And you, you, you can look at it through the lens of addiction and how your brain works and the neuroplasticity of yourself. And you're just a product of your environment. So I, I use it to try and be aware of my environment so I can manipulate it for good, if that makes sense. You know, my, my fiance always tells me, I always talk about awareness and, and I'm like, we have to raise, you know, you have to raise your awareness about this, about that. And then sometimes I get caught, I'm like, man, and she's like, Tom, you, you preach about raising your awareness, you know, and I start laughing. I'm like, you're right. I, I totally was not aware of what was going on in that situation right there. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's all about perceptions. Know, I'm actually going to leave on purpose. I want to leave that pause just before I was having that thought when I was about to ask you that question, because I want to ask you another question. Because when I asked you, I said, why do people do what they do? And then I kind of, I was going to finish the thought, but I didn't have the, I guess the, the neurons were not firing at the moment. <laughs> and I was going to ask you about um, expressing, you said you like to, you know, talk about expressing your biology. So now just going back to that, that pause that I had, you know, what's going on when somebody has a thought, right? And they're, they're trying to get the thought from the brain out to the lips. Like, and then sometimes there can be that pause or maybe the person lost the thought. Like what's really going on with that in there? Like what's going on in the brain when you're trying to verbalize a, a concrete idea or even a, um, something that's out there, you're trying to put it t- together out in front of you and then you're trying to now verbalize it to somebody and communicate it to them. I mean, the, the, the thinking, the cognition to language is, I've actually done an episode on it on my podcast, and it's, it's just an amazing, it's just a symphony of neural connectivity. You know, you, you are just this mass of carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen that creates these proteins from DNA, blah, 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 goes down the rabbit hole of that. And I think sometimes you just, it takes a second to get, to get the brain out. I think the brain moves faster than your external features can, than your, than your language and your voice can go. And I, I know I've been, been hyper aware now because of, I do the podcast episodes here and there of the ums and the ahs and the you knows and all that. And it just, it's just little fillers of trying to allow for the brain to keep up. But that's what makes us human. Our, our cognition, our, our consciousness is, is what separates us, I think, from all other things. And every, so many different lenses of why and how and it of nature of a human can go through the fact of just we have this hyper aware consciousness, you know, and I think it's just I'd have to research it in greater detail and find smarter people than me on the Internet to fully answer the question. But I'm sure it's just, you know, your brain, your brain goes fast. And if you're an intelligent person and the more that you speak and the more you learn, you're you're firing more. You have more neurons going on. You know, you have you literally have more connections of your brain of knowledge. And it's just this amazing wonder of memory of short to long term and you know, what, what to perceive and what not to perceive through your senses and just the audacity that you can flex air over two little mucus line tendons, in essence, little muscle cords and resonate language is staggering enough in itself. I love how you break that down because also what we talk about on the show a lot, all the time, everybody knows is gratitude and how, and just what you said, describing the vocal folds of, of talking, of having that ability, that amazing ability to talk. And breaking it down to the the science behind it, the actual the folds just and the air going through, and when when you when you break it down in that way and you describe it in that way, Alex, you're like, how could you not? You could be having a rough day, and then you're like, wow, you know what? I'm able to talk right now. This oh, is incredible. exactly, exactly. That, that's that's truly. I, I tell people on my show, that's all I can really give you is what I'm giving you. What this does for me, and it truly does do that. And then you marvel at the fact that you can take in your you know your multiple senses of your body, perceive it into the imagination generator that is your mind, and out not only comes language, but comes you know music and symphonies, and you can control the neuromuscular of your hand to turn your imagination into 
into art. I, I mean, man, how great, how great is that? And I, exactly. I think the gratitude thing is killer. I, I think it's something I, I it's, I, I could put my show in that light as well. It, it really does. The motivation, I guess, comes through the gratitude. That, that's a pretty great way of looking at it. Now talking about science as a motivation. Okay. Um, when, when we think of that phrase and when you think of all the other ways that we do it, whether we're reading, we're trying to motivate, our, motivate ourselves through reading books, through uh, we listen to an inspiring song, but we don't really know what's going on, what's happening. So we're, we're really doing it. Th- the motivation's coming through something that's more, I don't know if the word is subjective, but the way that you're approaching it, looking at things objectively, d- just explain that to us. Explain to when, when you when you can really break apart and, and look at the science of how to motivate how how can how can people start to apply that to a, to their lives to really start to make a shift and and to improve their life yeah, I, I go into great detail on this in some of my episodes. Actually, you're actually hitting on a ton of my a ton of my episodes. Um, you know, the first my second episode was just about learning. It's this concept called neuroplasticity. You your mind is has more connections if you link up neurons of dendrites and axons. Without getting too sciencey on you, you have more connection possibilities in your brain than there are stars in the universe. And there's a lot of stars in the universe. That's incredible. And, and but what they do is they they're malleable. They they are wired to your senses. So I've actually been pondering this a lot lately through my episodes. I'm doing one on the senses now. I did neurochemistry before. So you're like this little, I think of it as like a sponge like that gets dropped into an ocean and you're going to absorb all this stuff. So you go through your day and you're just walking around like intertwined in a mesh in all these stimuli, light, vibrations, sound, whatever it may be. And you're like this little lightning rod and it'll funnel into your body, you know, pretty much going from your senses, five senses, extra senses, internal senses, whatever. It'll go in through your system and perceive into the stimuli of the day. And that is literally changing your brain. It, it's it's taking the neurons and creating neural neural gaps, new, new neural chemistry. You don't regenerate your brain cells. They just manipulate and change and wire around. So that is the motivation to me. And that's how I understand now that if I do things that are trying to put myself into a motivational setting, I, I've listened to something... My Stitcher says I've listened to something like fifteen over fifteen hundred hours of podcasts in the last three years, which is just kind of immense when you break that down. <laughs> so for me, it's just the thirst for knowledge and understanding that this becomes a part of me. And then I love how you can share it and change it and you know bring it out and put your own little spin on it to the world. But you're just your your senses input the stimuli that's surrounding you, and we have these finely attuned senses, and it wires your brain to the neural networks of yourself, like you know your wife, your family, your friends. These concepts of love and happiness and all this, like you're wired for your parents love you know you're wired for your wife's love your brain is has that in you and it's just these it's it's just releases of neurochemistry these these dopamines norepinephrine serotonin uh oxytocin all these these wonderful in essence drugs that in full capacity if like you take doses of them could could kill you and you have this magical little pharmacy guy inside your head that's called your brain that just releases the perfect amount of these neuro these neurochemicals then these things get personified externally and internally into our emotions happiness sadness longing depression love jealousy you know all these all these amazing things motivation even so you put yourself into these these connectivity and that's what my life is about is just surrounding myself with stimuli you know not just sitting in one place in one thing just focusing on one type of music one type of art one book one whatever i try and get this smattering of everything and dive into it as much as I can because it's it's becoming a part of me. It is it is in my head, in my neuromuscular capacities, you know. Now now my brain can learn it and can do it and it can express it. And again, man, you get you're getting me excited here. This is this is what it does for me. This is what gets me pumped up on on living. And that's why I continuously 
have always looked at things through the lens of science, not not to not to downgrade it, not to turn it into something in a textbook, but that right. enlightens me. You know, the, the Richard Feynman quote where he argued with an artist where the artist said, you're taking the beauty out of the flower. And he argued for days of I'm exponentially increasing the beauty of the most integral levels of cellular awesomeness that are in these flowers. And that is not a direct quote. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, Richard Feynman just has, he, he's, he's a wonderful thinker. And the guys, the, the science communicators I resonate with are the ones who look at the world through the lens of beauty and, and awe. And it's just awesome. And just, you, you can learn from people. And we've never lived in a greater time of knowledge than ever. You know, this, this podcast, this internet, this, these books, these audiobooks, whatever. It's just layers upon layers of stimuli that you can input into your brain. And if you're lucky enough to have a life that allows you to do awesome things like ride a hyper expensive mountain bike through the forest, like go do it, man. <laughs> and then come back to the gratitude. You know, every every step you take of your body is an is a neural connective symphony of walking on a fine line of amazing body capabilities allow you to walk through this earth or talk to you or listen to me. I mean, the symphony that's happening inside your head of me resonating your your eardrum through your your headphones in this podcast, turning it into words, and now it's a part of you. Like these words are now in your brain. They have now wired your brain around the things that we're talking about. You might have to listen a couple times because I have a tendency to talk fast, but. You know, it, it it is it is what you are, and that that's I where it's it. at. Man. I love it. I love it. And Alex, did you know that you are you're speaking to an audiologist right now? So oh, there I do you go. know I know a thing or two about the ear, and I, I it's just what I, I was actually smiling just hearing you describe that. I'm like I, I get I'm like a, like a junkie about the ear. Oh yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> it's, isn't it? It's, the cochlear and all the the neural. The, when I learned about the hairs and all that, and it's how, incredible. Ugh. It's incredible. It's pretty much like next to the brain the next most complex organ that you yeah. have in your body it's, yeah. it's really and it's really so incredible. fragile you know it's got just what is it three little bones the hammer anvil and stirrup i can't think of the science words of them right now yeah but. yeah on, on the outer ear and then yeah. when, once you get inside that inner ear where the, where the nerves are firing and you, it's just it's unbelievable yeah it's, neurochemistry again man and then how i was my teacher i learned about that when my teacher was a, a great physics teacher was talking about how uh when you lose hearing you know the ringing in your ear he i don't know is it true he always said it was just the hair snapping and just this, oh, like so oh so well there you go I, I actually um I did a little uh well part of my research was on this at, in, when I had, I had my degree when I finished up the degree and uh so tinnitus it well you say some say tinnitus some, some say tinnitus you know potato potato uh-huh. um there's a lot of different causes but if if it's caused usually by someone that has been exposed to a lot of loud noise over their period of I mean you know like like a Lars alt you know from from Metallica. Yeah. A guy like that who's he's got hearing loss, he's got ringing in the ears because of just playing drums at such an intense volume for so many years. You can almost equate what happened to so that basically that signal that you're getting. The brain is is so there's no sound, there's really no occurrence of sound. The person is just hearing this sound inside their head. The brain where that you know the neuro association in the brain that's associated with the the nerve that's supposed to fire in the ear is still firing, right? So what, what what's happening is it's it's similar to like when a soldier or somebody has lost their limb and that phantom limb pain. Oh, okay, okay. And they feel they feel like that limb is no longer there. The brain is like it thinks the, so. It's 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 overfiring the nerves that that are damaged that are no longer there. Crazy. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's just one. I mean, it's it's. It, I always feel bad when somebody a patient comes in. They say, you know, how wh- why do I have tenderness? And then you know, there's so many different causes. I can never say, you know, it's oh, it's because of that. But mm-hmm. it is it is very interesting that. And you know something really cool is the test that we do for for newborns when they're born, because obviously they they can't respond to us. They can't let us know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm hearing the sound right now. It's a call. There's one called an autoacoustic emission, so an OAE. And what happens is 
Everybody, listen, we just lost everybody right now. Getting so deep into the, the, <laughs> Enjoy deep the, the science. science, people. Enjoy You're it. You're in Enjoy it. Enjoy it. You're in it. Um, is when what we do is we send a sound into the ear, and the ear actually creates a sound in response. So it's not an echo. Ooh. It's actually creating, yeah, creating a sound, and it sends it out back out, out, out through the canal, and it's measuring the sound that your ear is making. It's absolutely amazing. It's like, yeah, that is silly. That's awesome. So, uh, so not to <laughs> get too far off on the ear, but I can go on for days, just like everything that we talk about. I love it. So I want to just again mention about, you brought up that point before about we're on this podcast and we're talking about the brain and when you're thinking, when you're trying to think out a thought, the ums and the ahs and the, you knows, and that's something that I do. I know that I say, you know, a lot and mm-hmm. I catch myself. So it's almost interesting. It's like the brain is almost nervous of filling that space with with nothing when you're trying to think. It's like it need. It's like it has to until you're a hundred percent or a thousand percent comfortable with your, with what you're talking. Because we always, you know, with that confidence level, that it's like it needs to to fill that empty space with sound, so that with while while you're talking, your like you said, your brain is is allowing you to kind of finish thinking out the thought. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. It really isn't. I mean, the brain. Well, I marvel at you know how like you 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 have a name in your head right and you you have it and it's right there and like that guy that dude you can picture like a hundred things about him. <laughs> I was laughing because I I remembered a vivid one from mountain biking. My buddy and I were driving up, it's about an hour drive to the trails we like, and we were talking about football and we both of us knew exactly who we were talking about, what team, what you know he was a receiver. Who he, neither one of us could think about it. And about an hour into our two hour ride, I'm just riding down the trail and I just turn. I'm like I'm like Randy Moss. It's Randy Moss. You know, like <laughs> it just it just all of a sudden slams to the front of my head. So and I'm like, weird. oh yeah, duh, you know. And and how the brain can't like I, I suck with names. Like names and me just are terrible, which is awesome as a personal trainer, right? And I'm like, hey you, how you doing? Uh, hell, like, yeah, you're on that or as second a teacher. Week your, right, right, right. Yeah, it's 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 weird how it just it's there somewhere in the filing cabinet and then something happens and it's just boom, it's 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 at your immediate consciousness and you're like, yeah. huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it just deals with electrical stimuli, you know, like you, you, the more you think and the more you're challenging your brain to think, it just, it's like a back pressure on a hose. And that's where the, a lot of times I try and do a little mindfulness before my, my podcast episodes, or at least sit there and I'll close my eyes and take a few breaths. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the shows just come out in a fluid state, you know, like they're just, they're continuously just coming out of my face. And if you've ever listened to my show or hopefully you will listen to my show is a lot of it is just coming out of almost like my consciousness. I have, I have a rough skeleton, what I want to talk about, and it's just, this free form of thing and it's it's an interesting concept it's, it i guess it's a flow state i guess my brain just gets out of the way and the science of mindfulness now is just is just baffling how it, it just it down regulates this this busy brain and it a lot so it, awesome it, yeah, it, yeah, therefore wanna, accelerates it yeah alex i want you know hats off to you because I, I think that's great what you're doing how you just mentioned that mindfulness and we talk about that on, a, on the show a lot and i really guys like i please go check out you know what Alex is doing because it's so much different than what I'm doing here on this podcast. I love that it really is just you talking with your audience, audience, and it's so powerful. It's it's not in, you know in my opinion again it, it it's everybody has different brains and in my opinion it's very hard to do that for me to just take an idea and break it down into talk for twenty or thirty minutes. So it's it's really refreshing to just hear you go so deep into the science and how it connects to our life and and. It's powerful. So thanks, man. I, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And and guys, when you listen to the intro, you know, please just go check it out. Head over to beautifuldustspecs.com. And are you on on both platforms? Are you on iTunes? Yeah, you can find Google? me on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. All those. But yeah, the the iTunes and the the Google is what I think it's used the most. The Google, love it. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're at the end of today's episode, but we're going to talk about some really powerful stuff. 
coming up as well. Alex, thank you so much for coming on, man. My pleasure, my friend. Take care. See ya.